When God joins a man and woman together, it was for the sole purpose of divine covenant and communion. That bond, that union, and which is called marriage, as diversities, trials, and tribulations, like any other walk in life that nobody prepared us for. Nobody taught us the true meaning of the vows we took in front of hundreds of witnesses that sat before us the day we walked down the aisle. But what about the days, the months, and years after? Think about it. Who taught you how to be married? Did anyone prepare you or give you the proper training on marriage? Yes, we watched our parents, but did we learn the righteousness? Did we see the many disagreements and arguments? See, we learned and was taught that love will cure everything. But what about the knowledge, the wisdom, and the understanding? We all need help. We all need guidance. We all need direction. So this recorded session with Chris Jones, his beautiful wife Maria Jones, and Andrew Adams called The Grace Place, hopefully could inspire, encourage, motivate, and save someone's marriage. This is not counseling or therapy session, but it could be used as such. This is simply an open discussion, a conversation, and dialogue. Stay tuned as Double A Productions presents Grace Place. Welcome to another episode of Grace Place. This is the Grace Place Podcast. And we're going to continue our journey through, again, not a counseling, but a discussion about the bond of marriage, how to have a covenant of marriage. And I'm going to start out by saying marriage introduce, introduces you to yourself. You realize that you're not as noble and easy to live with as you thought you were when you were alone. In many marriages, these there are unspoken agreements not to talk about what you don't admire in each other because the truth from a loved one can be so painful. But in a good marriage, you identify your own selfishness and see it as a fundamental problem. You treat it more seriously than your spouse's selfishness. To everyday task of marriage, the everyday task of marriage opportunities to cultivate a more selfish love. Every day there is a chance to inspire and encourage your partner to become his or her best self. Marriage isn't about two individuals trying to satisfy their own needs. It's a partnership of mutual self-giving for the purpose of more growth and to make their corner of the world look better. With that being said, I got this from a quote from Matter of fact, it comes out of the Bible, out of Proverbs. It says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. And I have rightfully, with great respect, found my wise counsel. His name is Chris Jones. <laughs> and I really, he's greatly appreciated. And then I have also with, with him his, the most prestigious, understanding, godly woman I know. <laughs> most godly woman I know and other people that listen to the podcast also says the same thing about you so evidently she's what I think godly woman well so, she definitely is I, I will vouch for that through the good and the bad the she's still bad. maintained and nothing has changed right 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 well, right, we're going to get into it the title of today's show is the negative and positive things that binds you together your glue is the title. 
that's a uh, that's a title that my wife gave me. Really? And it's something that made me think about that, like what really binds you together? Did God put you together? Mm-hmm. Why did God put you together if he did? Mm-hmm. Those are some of the things that uh, we will, we don't tend to think about when we first meet our significant other. You know, a lot of times before it's male, on the male point of view, uh, it's, man, it's the physical beauty. Uh, the woman's point of view is more so of that security, that inner beauty that the man gives her. You know, women doesn't look for the outwardly appearance most of the time. They go for what's in, inward right. of the male. And as as God puts us together, then we try to figure out how we're going to make it work. How are we going to last? What is our purpose? Mm-hmm. What is the purpose of our marriage? Uh, one of the things, like Dr. Miles Monroe said, if you don't know the purpose of a thing, then you're more than likely to abuse it. That's true. I understand that. Chris, you are um, you're absolutely right. I remember um, years ago reading that book um, by Dr. Monroe, and you know him talking about you know having a purpose for your marriage, you know, having something that binds you to your spouse. You know, sometimes we're bound by, um, like Chris, you just mentioned, you know, we're bound by looks. Um, we're bound by security. We're bound by uh, familiar things, you know, even, you know, sometimes familiar spirits. Uh, we're bound by what other people say mm-hmm. and what a, a, other people think. But, you know, when you think about uh, us and our marriages, we should really be bound by the Lord, you know, that and the word of God. That That's that is the, the person that should um hold us together in our marriage. But sometimes, you know, again, you know, we um, meet somebody and we're attracted to them for whatever reason, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, there comes a point in your relationship, you know, in anybody's relationship when I think you really have to, you know, stop and consider, you know, what is um, holding us together? Because the same thing that holds you together that could be the same thing that could potentially pull you away from each other. And even spiritual things, you know, that's why the Bible talks about um, not being unequally yoked uh, with unbelievers, because we can start off in our marriage thinking that we are bound by the word of God, that we are bound by that common, um, you know, thread of spirituality. And then when we begin to start walking in our relationship, we begin to start walking uh, in our lives. One person goes in one direction spiritually and the other person goes in another direction. So even those spiritual things can unravel us. So we have to make sure that, you know, not only that we're bound by the, uh, the word of God, we're bound by the right thing, but that we are in agreement with the thing that we're bound by. Uh, one of the things um, I want, of course, want to read you about you all the scripture, and it comes from Ecclesiastes four and twelve, and um, and you know I, I think this is just so important, and I'm going to read um, from the New Living Translation. Uh, actually, I'll read from the King James, and it says, um, "And if one prevail against him, 
two shall withstand him and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. And so this scripture in, in um, I'm sorry, Ecclesiastes is talking about us being in relationship with each other. You know, we all need somebody to be uh, in relationship and, and, and we'll get to that. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but we'll get to that relationship piece in a minute. But when you think about um, us in our relationship with each other, think about a, a triangle. Mm -hmm. You've got your spouse on one side. You're on the other side, and that foundation is God. That foundation is the Word of God. Uh, the Word of God is touching you, it's touching your spouse, and it's binding you all together. And, you know, I even think about um, when I was a little girl and my, um, my great aunt, she would she she always had natural hair. So, ladies, that's not a new thing. <laughs> she was 60 years old back then, you know, 30 years ago. And sometimes she would take two strands. And today we call them two strand twist. Mm -hmm. And she would twist her hair together in the morning. By the end of the day, those twists would come unravel. And she would always complain, you know, my hair just came, you know, un you know undone. Right. But then there were mornings when she would uh, what we call braid or plait her hair mm -hmm. and she would take three strands and she would braid her hair and intertwine her hair together and at the end of the evening the way that she braided it in the morning it looked that same way it was neat together and in, in, in order because those three strands interweave interwoven together are much stronger than us just trying to bind do those two mm -hmm. strands trying to bind themselves together so basically what you're saying is that if we are intertwined with God himself, mm -hmm. that we will be the same in the morning as we will be in the evening. We will be the same when things are good. We will be the same when the storms come. Exactly. Right. Because we've got God intertwined in our marriage and yes. intertwined and in our relationship. And binding and holding us together. And binding and holding us together. Absolutely. That's a perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So we can't do this thing alone by ourselves. We got to have the spirit. We we have right. we've got to have the spirit of God in our marriage. And I know that's you know one thing that we talk about over and over. Whether we're we're talking about um, communication, whether we're talking about our finances, whether we're talking about our children, whether we're talking about um, uh, being in agreement. Everything, if you you know think about. Um, you know, what we've said over the past podcast and the past conversations that we had, everything that we do and say drives us back to the word of God because he's the answer. He's the answer that's that we need. That's what's going to bind us, keep us binded, bonded together. Right. Now, I exactly. think of the uh, movie by Tyler Perry, Not Easily Broken, mm -hmm. and you talk about the three-quarter fold mm -hmm. where it's the ropes, you're, you know, the male, the female, and God himself intertwined together and that's why you're not easily broken that's why your marriage if you're intertwined with god is not easily broken mm -hmm. most broken marriages come when there is a weak link mm -hmm. we're not as we're humans we're not perfect we're not always going to be strong mm -hmm. but when my wife is strong when i'm weak my wife is strong mm -hmm. when my wife is weak i'm strong and then sometimes we're both strong together and that makes us more powerful in the word of God. But what's keeping us uh, strong 
when one is weak is that we're tied to the source, mm -hmm. to the almighty source, the, the most powerful source. Mm -hmm. And that keeps one of us plugged in. It's like when you plug in your alarm clock, mm -hmm. if it's, if it's unplugged or your power go out, then it's, mm -hmm. it's not there to wake you up. Mm -hmm. But as long as you tied into that source, you're going to have power. Mm -hmm. So it's good to have one of us tied in at all times, mm -hmm. but it's great that we're both tied in all at all times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the Bible tells us that one can put a thousand to flight. You know, a thousand angels are moving um, at my command at any time. I have that kind of power. We all individually have that kind of power. And you, you know, if you really, really stop and think about, you know, that I have the power within me to command a thousand angels at one time on my behalf or on behalf of my husband or on behalf of my children or my friend. Y'all, that's powerful. That's some powerful stuff. But then the Bible goes on to say that two of us can put 10,000 to flight. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. You know, I, it, that's one of the reasons why um, I don't stay out of agreement with my husband very long. Because I understand that power. I understand that multiplication. I understand... Um, being being in that place of a victory, right? You know, having that strength and that power together. Yeah, I can fight. I can fight the enemy myself. But when it's me and my husband in agreement together, we can fight much quicker, quicker. easier. You know, we see answers to our prayers quicker because we're able, we're doing that in the strength of both of us, right? Instead of that's that's just, both of us. Are are plugged in and we're mm -hmm. powerful together because right. we're standing in two in agreement. So how can two uh, walk together unless they're in agreement? Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what we try to practice at all times. Even when one of us is not where we need to be, then it's like, hey, we have to have this discussion. We have to get to where we should always be on guard and fighting the enemy mm -hmm. because my wife is not the enemy. I'm not her enemy, mm -hmm. but Satan himself is our enemy. That's who the battle is truly against. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's like going to war. One person may not conquer the war. We're not coming to war. Two people come to war. war. And divide, and I don't know a lot of people you know think about this, divide, when you divide a household, I mean division, that's where the word come from. So mm -hmm. one person can't, if you divide it, you're not going to yeah, mm -hmm. right? yeah, the Bible tells us our um, house divided against itself, self will not right. sin. Right. And that's a big word. I don't think that we don't understand division and divide. Mm -hmm. That is a big word. Mm -hmm. It's bigger than, like you say from the Bible, said a house divided will not stand. Mm -hmm. Divided. Understand what divided means. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's breaking down. You are breaking into your separate parts. Right. Division is right. multiplication is you're adding, adding to right. and you're growing. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. That's correct. And and one of the things that um division does, it that's a great segue into the next part of the lesson, is um it prevents us from really reaching our purpose. You know, Chris, at the beginning of um uh of the podcast you asked, you know, who brought you together? You know, why did you get married? You know, why did you decide to bind yourself or connect yourself to the person that you're with? Mm -hmm. You know, who came up with that idea for you? You know, right. I can be honest and transparent here. When my husband and I first got married, my thought was, I mean, it was very, very carnal thought, but it was, I mean, I, you know, just 
you know, just a true thought. You know, I was like, man, he's very attractive. He got a good job and good benefits. You know, my children are going to have pretty hair. You know, <laughs> children. You know, so so honestly, you know, that was my thought. But and, and and my husband and I, we got married. We were married a couple of years, but that didn't sustain us. Right. You know, that wasn't enough to be able to carry us from day to day, year to year, um, issue after issue. Um, you know, victories and defeats. Exactly. Victories and defeats. We were still up, you know, peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys, up and down. So we had to find something for our marriage and our relationship that was going to be substantial. Right, because looks get old. I mean, oh, yeah. And looks change. He doesn't always had a girl. <laughs> you know, think about the cast from, um, right. I saw them the other day, the cast from A Different World mm-hmm. back then when that was our show so, right. to today. You know what right. I mean? Like today, you know, yeah. all still beautiful people, but we change, change. change. and we're right. ever changing all the time. Damn. You know, um, the, the, the person that I was a year ago, five years ago, I'm not that person today. And so that's why we have to, you know, um, have that purpose in front of us. So as we're changing the thing that God calls us to, that's not going to change. So we can reorder our steps. We can reorder our lives based on what God's purpose is and not what my purpose is. You know, my, my purpose five years, you know, well, 25 years ago, 20 years ago, when we met and we for 24 years ago and we first got married, I had the purpose of marrying an attractive husband with a good job, good benefits, you know, a kind man. But those things changed. Those things change. So as those things change, I couldn't change and be up and down in our relationship, which sometimes people are because they don't have that foundation. But when you have the purpose and the will of God for your marriage, then you've got a solid rock. You've got something to bring you back to as those years move on. Right. As and, you and you're steady changing together. Right. Like, you know, my wife said she's not the same a year ago as she is today. Mm-hmm. We wasn't. the same a year ago as we are today because as a couple couple, because there's things that we have learned together that we have conquered that we know how to do Mm -hmm. that we didn't know how to do a year ago five years ago you know the battles that we have been facing Mm -hmm. we're facing them together Mm -hmm. do we always agree doing the midst of it Initially, no, but she has to see my side. I have to see her side. Mm -hmm. Then we come into the agreement Mm -hmm. because that's we're learning. We're still learning each other. As you're growing older, you're still learning each other because each day brings upon a new challenge. And like I said, the last podcast, that's what I'm learning now that you're not going to be the same just yesterday Mm -mm. because that's the part of life. In order to become better, you have to change what you did yesterday. That's right. Yeah, so... That's right. You know, if if we don't change, we run the risk of being stagnant, Mm -hmm. you know, and not moving forward. You know, I think sometimes it's better for us to, um, how can I say, uh, digress or regress and maybe take a step back than for us to be stagnant in one place. Because at least if you take a step back, you have something in front of you to be able to move forward. Mm -hmm. But if you're stagnant, you're just stuck. Right. You know, you're not getting any better. You're not getting any worse. You're not even in a position to consider that you need to do something different. You know, you say stagnant. I think of stagnated water. Mm. You know, it smells. It's, it gets uh, uh, algae and all mm. these things upon it. But mm. running fresh water 
running water is, is fresh, it's right. moving. It's, it's, it's no, they mean they, they, they algae can't grow. They can't water. grow because right. it's moving. Right. But if you sitting still, everything yeah. stuff starting yeah. to happen. If it gets hot, it's gonna have right. different types of bacteria and things of like that nature. Right. And water is pure. I, I like the example because water is pure. As long as it's moving, it's flowing, it's gonna stay pure. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. And that's like your marriage. <laughs> if it's moving, moving, it's gonna stay in full direction. Even if, like you said, even if you have to step back mm-hmm. just to see where you're going again forward, yeah, it's still moving. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But when you become stagnant, you know, like you guys said, the algae comes in, all these mm-hmm. other undesirable things come in, and you're, you know, sometimes if you look at a um, a stagnant body of water, you're not even able to see the water right. because you've got all this muck Smoky and grime, right. you know, on top that you're, you know, you need to break through to even to be able to get down to the water. And that's when you hear couples say, "I feel stuck," mm-hmm. because they're stagnated, mm-hmm. and that in how do you get from being unstuck? What 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 would we do? What should we do when we're stuck? Right. Oh, you know, the, oh, Chris, that that is so good. Again, another good segue. Um, because that that's why that purpose is important. Mm-hmm. Because when you you know maybe lose your direction, you lose your way. Um, you know something comes in your life that's that's traumatic, and 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 it 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 puts you in that place of neutral. That purpose helps you to know where I need to be, which direction I need to be going in. Yeah, this happened. This came into my life, but this is the end goal. And the question that I have for you guys is, are you intentionally growing as a person? And how do you know if you're growing? Mm. How do you know if you're headed in the direction that you need to be headed? Is it because I finished school? I got a good job. We got a little money in the bank. Um, you know, kids are doing okay. My health is, you know, fine. You know, how do you know if your life is on track? And the key, the word you said that got me is intentionally growing, mm-hmm. meaning you putting forth the evidence. You, like you say, finding your purpose. You know yes. where you're going. Mm-hmm. But before you go into that, I want to know what the, the define purpose because. Like me, I'm stuck right now. You said your purpose, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to figure out if, if I don't know my purpose, mm-hmm. then I can't go nowhere. Mm-hmm. So help me define what purpose. Each marriage could be different. Everybody have a different purpose. Mm-hmm. So what should your purpose be? I guess the question I'm trying to ask. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> smart, smart, smart people. You know something at the, at the end of it, mm-hmm. you know, if we think about, you know, who God is, um, how God relates to us, um, what, you know, how, how he, you know, sent Jesus and, and redeemed us back to him because we were lost and sinful people. Um, that gives us a really, really good clue mm-hmm. on what our purpose is. And, and I'm going to read a scripture to you, um, Drew, that's, that, that's going to help us, um, define purpose. And it's in Matthew 22 and it says, um, Jesus said, um, he, he, he gave this answer about, um, our purpose and what we should be doing. He said that we should love the Lord God with all of our heart and with all of our souls and with all of our minds. That is like our number one, re- you know, um, uh, uh, reason for being mm-hmm. is to love God 
Love God with everything that you have. And that's the first and the greatest commandment. And this is Jesus talking. And he said, and the second is the like. You should love your neighbors as yourself. And if you think about that, that sounds really simple because people ask all the time, you know, what's my purpose? Why am I here? I read this article and um, this guy said he had polled like, I don't know, it was like thousands and thousands and thousands of um, non-Christians. So he just went out into the secular world and he asked them, he said, if you had one uh, an opportunity to ask God one question, what would it be? And he said what he found was people wanted to know, why am I here? What is my purpose? And these are not Christian people. These are secular people, mm-hmm. people who either proclaim to not be Christians mm-hmm. or maybe atheists well, or not believers. Well, you can ask a regular person that. A right. regular person just walking yeah. down the street, they won't know their purpose. You know, yeah. don't know their purpose, mm-hmm. but they want to know their purpose. Mm-hmm. So that's something, that's a question that we all ask. What's my individual purpose? What's my purpose in marriage? What's my purpose in, you know, with my children? What's my purpose in life? And and Jesus gives that to us. Mm-hmm. It's very, very simple. And it's basically we should have a strong relationship with God and we should have strong relationships with each other. And out of that comes um, um, direction as in, you know, what is the vision for my life? You know, where should I work? Um Um, You know, what should my vocation be? Uh, Where should I live? What should I do? All of those things come out of that relationship that we have with God. And I think a lot of times uh, we get off purpose. We get off track. We don't really know. You know, we go to school to be a doctor and we, you know, end up a plumber. You know, we go to school to be a teacher. Right, exactly. You know, we go to school to be a teacher. You know, then we end up, you know, working at Chick fil A or whatever because we um, neglect that number one relationship with God. That vertical relationship. Right, that vertical relationship. You know, the, the Lord says to us, I will be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. And and that's that says to me that. I'm going to direct you. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to show you the way Just to trust go. Me. Trust me. Mm-hmm. If you are on purpose about that relationship with him, that's how we find our purpose. And you ask the question, what is purpose? Mm-hmm. I think purpose is just, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. You know, what should I be what doing? What direction should I be what, going in? Exactly. What, what direction should I be fulfilling or mm-hmm. what direction that will fulfill me? Mm-hmm. And purpose will be you is a lot in purpose if you allow your purpose to come to pass. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, something and I think the thing about, you know, our purpose in, you know, not only our marriage, but just our purpose in life that I think we may have gotten off a little bit. You know, when it comes to purpose, um, I, I think we feel like a lot of people believe that your purpose should be something that you absolutely love and want to do. You know, I hear people say, if you if you find your purpose, you'll never work another day in your life. Mm-hmm. Just think about it. If that were really true, when God sent Jesus to the Garden of Gethsemane, that was his purpose mm-hmm. to come and die. Um, for us so that we may live and then we would have everlasting life. But Jesus didn't want to do that. 
So I think sometimes even in our marriage, my purpose is, you know, to love my husband, to be a help me to my husband, um, to be, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 a strong mother and a role model for my children. But I don't always want to do that. Right. It doesn't always feel good. Right. And so even though I don't want to do it, it don't feel good. I'm like, Lord, can you take this cup away from me? I can't do this anymore. I have to say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where, you know, we have to understand purpose. It's not going to always look good, feel good, be good. Mm -hmm. But that is the will of God for our lives. And I know that if it's the will of God for our lives in the end, it's going to be be good good. because it's always, it always works together for our good. You know, (laughs) it's funny you said that because as I was explaining to my son, my youngest son this morning about being a man. Mm-hmm. It don't always feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, even when you feel like you're not wrong, you ask, you want to be right? Or do you want to reconcile? Mm-hmm. Your purpose as that man is to bring balance and stability. Mm-hmm. Understand that a lot of our young men don't understand mm-hmm. when a man walks into the room, that should be stability. Mm-hmm. That should be calmness, mm-hmm. not chaos. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, and I tell them, I said, a man going to bring peace mm-hmm. and calmness. A little boy going to bring chaos and and and, and, and unlawlessness, mm-hmm. a lawlessness. And when I explained it to him, the light went off. Oh, okay. I, mm-hmm. I understand that. Mm-hmm. And one of the purpose of having a father is to explain, is to walk your children to adulthood Mm -hmm. and understand from a male's point of view, Mm -hmm. this is what you're here to do. Mm -hmm. This is because when you get married, you are the one that has to bring order to the situation. Mm -hmm. If your house is out of order, you got to bring that order. Mm -hmm. You can't be out of order and expecting your house to get in order. Mm -hmm. Does it have anything to do with roles? Like gender roles, anything? Like if you're talking to your son, is that is your role, your position to raise him as a man? Exactly. Right. If far as a woman, is is that your role to raise her as the woman to be and what a woman is? Right. Exactly. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Because there are times that we have to say no. You can't do that. Right. But if no one is never telling you no, you can't do that. You're going to continue to walk down that path that it is right. Even if you don't do that instruction that was given to you, mm-hmm. you still know someone told me what I did was wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, when you start off, say a fool won't take correction. Mm-hmm. Right. But a man, a wise man would take that mm-hmm. instruction. That That's that's biblical. You know, if you you can be a fool if you want to, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you the right way. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you the way to bring peace. If you want peace in your life, you gotta bring peace. Mm-hmm. You can't get peace with 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 rudeness and and being out of control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know that that all goes back to um, you know that purpose and ha- and and that purpose being that your um, your goal is to love that other person. 
Mm-hmm. You know, to have that genuine agape love for that person, that unconditional love. And again, because sometimes it's not always going to feel good. You mm-hmm. know, that purpose is not always going to, you know, um, you know, make the day sunny. You know, sometimes that purpose is going to be, you know, it's going to take you to a dark place. It's going to take you to a place to where you have to surrender your will and surrender yourself in order to be able to stay in relationship with that other person. And so, you know, uh, you know, again, you know, I think that, you know, we've really, you know, put some idealistic uh, thoughts in people's mind about purpose, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it's not it's not always that feel good. You know, sometimes we have to, um, you know, sacrifice. And that's the part of like my wife just said, it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel good when you're growing. And that is one of the questions that you ask. How do you know mm-hmm. that you have changed or how do you know? Because when you're not doing what you used to do, when you were taking a different approach to it, mm-hmm. you look seeking a different answer. You know that you have you're not the same as you was yesterday. Yeah, it takes a strong couple to understand that because me, I understand that those dark times. If was if the couple is strong, even if the individual is strong, if those dark times will bring up that person and their couple. It's a strong time. I don't mm-hmm. think that you can make strong if you can't go through the battle. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. If you're... Uh, me, and my, me and my son, we're, we are, we're working out. We're lifting weights. So we're, you know, the lightweight, that's easy. Right, right. But when you put that more weight than you can lift, it's that I need a spotter. Let, you mm-hmm. know, let, 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 let me help you. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get strong mm-hmm. when those things are heavy. There's and the other person, there, there, a lot of resistance right. and someone coming and assisting you. Right. And you're like, oh, okay, I can do it. And that's when those heavy things become light. Yeah. Become light, right. right. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. Now, and, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And, and, and in order to keep uh, growing, and in order to continue to get stronger, you have to continue to build on the resistance. Right. More continue. resistance. Yeah. Right. So resistance is not always bad. Right. We make resistance bad because we fight against the resistance. We we point the finger at the other person mm-hmm. when thing when that resistance come instead of banding together right. and and coming against the resistance. Because that's the easiest thing to do. Uh, as human <laughs> beings, we like we tend to. And it's human, and you want to take the easy way out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so oh, yeah. when oh, you're yeah. resisting calls, I'm running from it. Fight yeah. or flight, what we learn in school. Fight mm-hmm. or flight. A lot of folks don't want to fight. Right. The easy thing is, I'm out of it. I'm out of it. I'll leave it alone, and I'll go find somebody else. Right. And the minute you find someone else, that same problem that you ran from before, it pops his head up again right, until right. you do. God assignments does not change. Right. That's, that's true. Right. They do not change. If you don't want to take the test, you go to a different place, that same test is there. Well, we, I call it the law. The law not going to change. Yeah, yeah, it ain't going to change. True. <laughs> that's true. You we got to enforce the law. Yeah. You get a ticket for speeding in Tennessee. You get a ticket for speeding in California. And in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know because I got pulled over. <laughs> right. <laughs> so those the pot would you say those are positive? Well, we did kind of hit on both of them, negative and the positive of both of those, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So my thing, I like to talk about the negative things because 
Well, it's good to talk about both of them because a lot of times we don't even know the positive. Mm-hmm. We don't even know how to work with them. There's something that's happening in our life that's positive. Mm-hmm. And because we look at it, again, it, it may be the struggle, but you need that struggle exactly. to overcome. To be able to grow. Right. Yep. You do. So I think, I think we've established that, you know, one of the, our purposes, is, you know, in life, probably, you know, where it is our main purpose is to establish relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, relationships are why we exist. You know, our relationship with God is mm-hmm. uh, number one. You know, that's important. That's paramount. And then our relationship with each other. And we have to remember that the devil is the enemy of relationships. If you are having any problems in your relationship with your husband, with your children, with your sister, with your co-workers at work, with your, your boss, you have to remember that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but mm-hmm. against those principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. We have to remember that it's not the person that we're fighting. Mm-hmm. And we need to do the best that we can in order to maintain the right relationship with that person and begin to fight the person that we need to be fighting. And that's the enemy. Right. Even if you have to go with your thousand angels if you have to go out there and begin to fight yourself, fight the enemy and not that person, because it's not the person. It's the enemy who is the devil, who is the enemy of our relationships. Right. Yeah. And and like we was like you just said, Marie, we're fighting the devil because he wants to divide. Mm-hmm. And like we mm-hmm. talked about earlier, that division is yeah. setting you apart, mm-hmm. getting you away from that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he can isolate you. Mm-hmm. Or divide you from someone, mm-hmm. he can conquer you easily. Mm-hmm. But if you are together with someone, he know he has a fight. He got he got twice to fight, right. and he's not willing to fight twice as hard. Mm-hmm. But we give up. We want to give up twice as easy. But the battle, the victory is already ours. It's already won. We just got to mm-hmm. stand our ground, mm-hmm. sustain it, like you always say. Yeah, one of the things that I've um noticed over the years that Chris and I have been married is that when something comes against us, it can be anything. It can be attack on our finances, our children, our health, anything. If we're fighting it separate, it takes longer for us to get through to the other side. But when we decide that we're going to fight that thing together, it's over before we know Mm -hmm. it. And those are the the cues and the clues that we have to pick up uh, when the enemy is attacking us. You know, if he comes to me this way, I got to bob and weave this way Mm -hmm. because this is how I'm I'm able to defeat him. Mm -hmm. But if he comes to me this way and, you know, I just stand there and allow him to attack me, then, you know, he's going to attack me and he's going to get the best of me. So, you know, just like the enemy, he knows our tendencies. He knows what he can bring to us to bring that temptation. There are some things you all, the enemy cannot tempt me with. Mm-hmm. He don't bring he don't bring that to me. I have no temptation when it comes to certain things mm-hmm. or very little temptation. You may, Chris, have different temptations than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Drew, you may have different temptations. The enemy doesn't come to you and tempt you with things that are not tempting to you. He tempts you with the things that he knows is going to trip you up. So you got to know what trips you up. Right. You got to know that if... I'm in a, in a in a conversation with my husband and the conversation started to go sideways and my husband says this, 
That's my trigger. You got to know that because the enemy knows that. Mm-hmm. And you've got to be able to say, you know something? If, if Chris say this today, you know something you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to say, Chris, we're going to end this conversation now. And I'm going to read a book. I'm going to go pray. I'm going to go watch TV. I'm going to give me a smoothie. I'm going to take a walk in the park. I park. I'm not going to allow the enemy to be able to use me in that way. Right. I'm not going to allow him to tempt me in that way. But if you know that trigger is there, he knows that trigger is there. And what's going to happen? He's going to make sure that you get that trigger. He's going to make sure that that comes in. But but if you don't have your guard up, if you don't have that defense up, he's going to get you every time. So just like he knows our weaknesses, we got to know how he's coming to. That's how you beat the enemy. That's how you know his weakness like he know your weakness. And he will. The first thing the enemy goes for is your mind. Is your mind. Mm -hmm. He's going to go for your mind to tempt you like Marie just said, to tempt you to get out of character. That's why the good book says guard your heart with all diligence. But how come the issues of life? That's it. Not the heart here. We talk about the heart up here. Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. Because that's the first thing he's gonna go. He's gonna tell you what you're not, mm-hmm. what the other person said. Right. The other person not even thinking that. Right. Yeah. They're not even. And if it's not said in the correct way, mm-hmm. then the other person gonna get offended, mm-hmm. and then you're clashing with each other. And he's sitting back saying, "Look at him. I yeah. got him." Yeah. You know, yeah. Just just by those little thoughts in with your mind, and that's why you should guard. Your mind to head. Mm-hmm. Nothing moves unless the head dictates it or mm-hmm. allows it to. Right. The old mm-hmm. saying of uh, the head, the, the body is nothing without the head. Exactly. That's right. So that's why he won't attack your mind. Mm-hmm. Because if he can get your mind, he can get you to do what it is he wants you to do. It's almost just like, you know, a lot of guys shoot, man, I got her. All I got to do is get her mind. She'll do anything for me. And actually, it's a true statement. But we don't realize what we're actually saying. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. That's right. And that's why we have to guard our mind. We have to guard our thoughts. We have Mm -hmm. to guard what people say to us. You know, somebody's, you know, saying something to you and, you know, that's not registering in your spirit. You got to stop that. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to stop that. I don't agree with you. I don't agree with that. I don't receive that. Exactly. You got to, you have to cut that flow off. That is so true. I wow. totally agree. Uh, I like when you said earlier about um, uh, total lost track again. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning so much right now. It's just like in, in, into it because like again, wise counsel, I pay attention. I listen first. Two ears, one mouth. <laughs> so, but I, I really do agree with a lot of things you say a whole lot because I see it in my own marriage. And I said that division, again, one going one way, other one going another way, mm-hmm. without that third party, which is spirit, mm-hmm. we kind of lost. I mean, it's going to, and then what are we teaching the kids? Exactly. I mean, kids, now you're forcing the kids another division to pick sides. And they're taking notes the they're whole time. Notes, yeah. the, the whole time they're taking notes. And then when they get old enough to start being in a relationship, the same thing that they saw as a little child, that's what they're going to act out as an adult. Right. And and I, I, I probably ask this every time. Who taught, who taught you, you yeah. how to be in a relationship? Correct. You're teaching your kids, whether you're teaching them to argue or you're teaching them to 
to resolve their conflict peacefully mm-hmm. or unpeacefully, you're teaching them because they're watching you. Right, yeah, right. You can tell them to go into the room to get out right now. You know, mom and dad is having a discussion. They're still listening. You, when you close the door nine times out of ten and putting that it, ear up to the door right. to hear what you're saying. Something is going right. on. Right. How do I deal with this? Mm-hmm. And you know, you all, if you really think about it, I think much of what we see, especially in in our lives today, we are blessed with so much. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, most of us we're blessed with good health, good jobs. You know, nice places to live. You know, our kids are going to good schools. We are blessed with so so much. If you think about some of the things that we are in disagreement about, you know, if you really really think about it, you know, and 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 you think about that. In regards to or in relation to what some other people may be going through, you know, maybe third world countries where, you know, they don't even have wells for water. You know, the kids don't have shoes. They don't have adequate education system. They don't have adequate government systems. And those things are happening today in the 21st century. When we think about the things that we argue about and we fuss about. Are they really that They're really small. They really are small. You know, you think about it. You know, I think about, you know, being in a disagreement with my husband because, you know, he didn't say something loud enough in the conversation. You know, (laughs) my feelings are hurt. And then it goes back to that 20% we talked about. And we will stick to that 20%. We will hold on to that 20%. is in your mind the whole time. He shouldn't have said this. She should have said, she didn't have to say it like that. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to do it like Mm -hmm. that. Well, you should have, you should have stood up and you just should put your foot down. You weak. You ain't by nothing. Most of us men, we already battle with ego. So when the enemy get in your head, the ego is going to another level. And then you saying something totally out of character. character, And you are, and then of course, she has to respond back, right? Yeah. Because she's now yeah. she, she's yeah. in her feelings, and right. now it goes back. And then yeah. you start talking about something happened back in 1972 when you and weren't even together that she yeah. told you about, yeah. and you saying what you know what's going on, and right. you're like, how do we get here? Exactly. And, and then now he or she don't want to tell you nothing about their past because they know you're gonna bring, you're it, gonna up. bring it up. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, and the enemy just sitting back chuckling. Just, just eating you know? popcorn yeah. watching the whole show. Yeah. He just, he just threw a little bit out there. Just threw back and look at him. They yeah. ran with and it. And we ran with it. Instead of saying, you know something, I'm not going to allow that to steal my joy, steal my purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay in right relationship with my husband. I'm going to make sure that I understand I got this right, mm-hmm. that we're on the right path. We just go for it. And we're right. out there. Marie said, that's the sacrifice mm-hmm. in the marriage because mm-hmm. it don't feel good. It don't right. feel good. It don't feel good. No. Mm-mm. No, it doesn't feel good to have to say, I'm sorry mm-hmm. when you're not, you are not the person who, who, who caused the wrong. wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, just to be able to reconcile, just to get, be able to get things and back on track. Right. Yeah, that doesn't and feel good. And to continue to towards your purpose. Right. To continue to exist together Mm -hmm. not hold it in Mm -hmm. and save it for a later date but to truly let it go and Mm -hmm. say we we have moved past that Mm -hmm. once again that's part of growing Mm -hmm. that's how that's why we're not the same last week yeah as we are this week. that's right that's right that's true because i had to go through something last week 
to get me through today that made me a different person. That's a good point. That changed my perspective. That changed my outlook. You don't want to be staying. Right. And you're able to help others get through the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, like my son, he's telling me, he was like, Dad, I understand now. Mm-hmm. I, I've experienced what you experienced, so now it makes sense to me right. when you say, clean up my room, right? wash the dishes. I don't like washing dishes, but I know the frustration that you felt because I felt that same frustration. Right. Mm-hmm. I've seen that same thing, and I know just like when Christ came down and experienced everything we experienced on earth. Mm-hmm. He said he knows what we're going through. Mm-hmm. And that's why he told us to trust him, mm-hmm. trust his way, mm-hmm. trust his word. Mm-hmm. Because I've, I've experienced what you experienced, mm-hmm. but let me tell you how to get through this. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But if it's hard for someone, I mean, before he left, he didn't understand why I was frustrated with certain mm-hmm. things. You know, with him not cleaning up his room, with him not washing the dishes, you know. I mean, yes, he done it, but it was very reluctant. Right. Mm-hmm. But now, hey, clean. I have no problem. Right. Because I understand. Right. I, I, I've been where you are. Mm-hmm. So now I... My dad always said, you won't understand until you start having kids. Until <laughs> you start seeing it. And then and now, you know, I'm like, yeah. And it's like, hey, dad, anytime you see something that... I need to know. Please let me know. Please right. tell but me. But that's good because that's being a man. Now you come in seeking your wise counselor, as we told us said earlier, like Jesus is a wise counselor for the church. Right. And that's as, as all men, both male and female, when you can say, I understand now. Right. I want to do it. I want to be a better person. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better wife. I want to be a better son. I want to be a better daughter. Right. I want to be better in Christ. I'm understanding. That's a good point there. Very good point. I kind of agree with a whole lot of it. I really do agree with a whole lot of it. Because I'm looking at, again, my struggle. My struggle is my anger that caused the division. Me not knowing my purpose. Right. Which also caused division. Because she's going to follow you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. and like God laid out the rules, He laid the law out. God, yeah. man, woman. He didn't put God, woman, man. She's gonna. So if I don't know my purpose and I don't know what I need, she's not gonna follow. And then the house gonna be out of order. And the house is out of order. Because before you know it, the kid is leading the mom, and the mama leading the daddy. And, that now today. and 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 the dog trying to figure out where where they fit in at because it's out of order. It's out of order. But correct. when the father is leading the mother, the mother, the children, and the dog, like okay, this like, this a happy dog, home. Yeah, that dog will be happy. <laughs> this is a happy home. I can, I can do this. He's not gonna be trying to run outside. Run outside, chase the car because he ain't nowhere. I'm living, I'm living a good life here. That's true. It's just like I'm, I'm living my best life. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, but that's just, it's, it sounds so simple, mm-hmm. but we make it so difficult. So, yeah, that's true. Because of how we want our way and we focus on that 20%. Right. And we don't, and a lot of us don't like to sacrifice. We don't like to give up something. We want something, but we don't well, want to give it up. If you're going to be in a relationship, you're going to have to sacrifice. Right, you're going to sacrifice. That's correct. So, I wanted to talk to you all a little bit about um, this love that Jesus was talking about. You know, he mm-hmm. said, you know, to love him 
with all of our heart, our mind, our soul, which is the greatest commandment, and then to love the other person as ourselves. So I want to talk about um, uh, the four kinds of love that's out there because we have to you know, make sure that we understand the love that Christ is talking about that we need to have um, you know, in relationship, you know, when we're in a relationship with our spouses or even when we're in relationship with other people. So you know that there are four types of love. So you've got the um, what they call the storge love, and that's the love and affection between your family members. So you know the way I love my sister, or the way I love my brother-in-law, the way I love my brothers. And then you have that eros love, and that's the um, erotic love mm-hmm. that's definitely permissible in marriage. Rich, Amen. Right. Hallelujah, everybody. <laughs> and then you have the phileo love, and that's brotherly love. That's um, you know. Um, Love that has um, a warm attachment to it, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, someone that may not be a relative to you. Kind of like David and Jonathan. Kind of like, yes, that's David. a very, very, very good example, Chris. David and Jonathan um, in the Bible. And then we have what we call the agape love, mm-hmm. that glo- that God kind of love, that unconditional love, that love that says that, you know, you may hurt me, uh, the love that says that. Um, you know, it may not feel good. Mm-hmm. The love that says that I have to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. The love that says that I'm going to do it God's way. Mm-hmm. Not my will, but His will be done. That's that agape love. And so out of the four love, the four, uh, loves that God gives us, we're allowed to, so to speak, if, if I can put it this way, uh, three of those loves are applicable to our marriages. So, of course, the agape love. We have to have unconditional love in our marriage. We do. You know, that's just the love that says that. Um, and and I, I tell my husband this all the time. I give him the benefit of the doubt. He gives me the benefit of the doubt. That's, you know, that that's one of the glues that hold our marriage together. Yes, he did it. Yes, he said it. Yes, that made me mad. But. He didn't mean it that way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to release him. I'm going to forgive him. I'm going to love him unconditionally because I feel like that wasn't his heart towards me. His heart wasn't to hurt me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to love him unconditionally. Did y'all say it again? Yes, he said it. Yes, he did it. Yes. You said something. I'm listening to you. Yeah. You know, like, you know, something happens. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll I'll give y'all, I'll I'll, uh, share this with you all. Um, My husband sometimes would clean out my car. Mm-hmm. And y'all, I can live in my car. I can. I really can. Mm-hmm. And so I tell him all the time, don't throw my stuff away. Do right. not throw my stuff away. But y'all, sometimes he needs to throw that stuff away. Yeah. He needs to throw it away. And I would get, I would get so angry about it. And I would be, oh, hey, you're throwing stuff away and all that. And I had to just get to the point to where I had to tell myself, yes, he threw my stuff away. Right. Yes, he meant to throw my, he, he meant to do it. Right. He meant to throw it away. But at the end of the day, he did not mean any ill will or any ill intentions towards me. Yes. So, yes, he did it. Mm-hmm. Yes, he said he did it. Right. I'm upset about it, but I'm not going to allow that. To come between me and my husband. I'm going to forgive him and I'm going to move on. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, we have to just own it and right. say, yeah, they did it. 
And in return, I stopped throwing everything away when I cleaned the car out. I just put it in a pile. But he still needs to go away. But that, that, that agape love, so we can have that agape love in our marriage, the eros love, of course, mm-hmm. and the phileo love. You should be friends with your spouse. I agree. Your spouse should be your best friend. Friend, mm-hmm. they should be the person that you can tell things to, that you can confide in. They should be that person that, when it's good news, they're the first, the first person on the it. phone. Mm-hmm. If something bad happened they're today, the first, they're the, the first, first person, person on the phone. phone. They should be that person that, if you're going down the wrong path, they're the first person to say, "You know something, honey? I I, I need to talk to you about something I saw mm-hmm. in your character." I need to talk to you about something that I think is going to trip you up and maybe hurt you in the end. Mm-hmm. And that, and your spouse should be able to say, oh, I'm so glad you brought that to my attention. Right. I really appreciate it. You should be friends. Friends are able to do that. Just like uh, Chris, you mentioned David and Jonathan. Uh, uh, Jonathan told David, look, look out for my daddy. He coming to get, get you. you. <laughs> because that was his friend. Yeah. You know, he didn't want him to get caught up in nothing. And we should be able to do that, you know, and have that relationship. Because we don't want our spouse to get caught up with anything. Right. With at work or with Mm -hmm. your kids, where Mm -hmm. other family members are, your in-laws. You should be able to sit down and have those discussions on this is how we're going to deal with uh, my mother-in-law. Right. Mm -hmm. This is how we're going to deal with. My brother-in-law mm-hmm. or my my her family, my mm-hmm. family. We should be in agreement. So when we go in, there is no surprises. Right. Like, there are no one. She's not caught off guard. I'm not caught off guard mm-hmm. because we all know that when you is well, we're coming up on the holidays. You're going to be around family, and there's mm-hmm. always some type of friction mm-hmm. that can happen. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So in order to do that, you have to have a game plan when you leave right. the house. That's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. this is when this happened. We got to do that. Mm-hmm. When, when when Uncle Junior get drunk, we going to get us a piece <laughs> of cake and we going to leave. Right. It, it's going to happen. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Because he don't know how to act. Yeah. Or when this happened, you know, sweetie, when daddy stand up to pray, we all have to hold hands and bow our heads mm-hmm. because that's what, that's our tradition. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's mm-hmm. how daddy blessed, uh, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. That's how, I mean, everyone has their own way of showing, of honoring mm-hmm. God and honoring the head of the family. Right. The ones that are coming in might not understand that. They might not think that's necessary. Mm-hmm. But if you've been doing that for the last 60 years, mm-hmm. that's what you know. Mm-hmm. That's what y'all do. Yeah. I like to say with our friends, you know, we give our friends a heads up if something's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, if something down the road, we call them up. Man, I just want to give you a heads up. Yeah. Girl, let me tell you, I just want to give you a heads up so you'll know. Mm-hmm. And that's what friends do. do. That's right. that phileo love. And then we have the eros love. And, you know, we're going to get to um, a segment where we talk about um, our physical relationships with each other because that intimacy in our relationship is it's, so important. It's very important. Yeah. So that Eros love is important. But the Bible t- uh, tells us in 1 Corinthians, it gives us a little hint um, about love and you know how we should love each other. In, in uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, it says, love endures long, meaning that, you know, love can take some stuff. You know, mm-hmm. love is strong. Love is powerful. It's patient and kind. 
Love is never envious, never boils over with jealousy. It's not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. Mm-hmm. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights. Mm. It's not selfish. And, it's, and it does not insist, insist on its own way. For it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of an evil done to it. So when my husband threw my stuff away in the car, <laughs> you know something? I cleared his account. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. And he, he wasn't doing anything wrong to me. It does not rejoice at injustice or unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Even when you're wrong. Love rejoices when right and truth prevails. Mm -hmm. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes and is ever ready to believe the best of every person. He did it. He said it. He, I, I I saw it. I, I felt it, but I am going to believe the best in my, of my husband. It hope this, its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances and it endures everything without weakening, weakening. Love never fails, never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. That's powerful, y'all. <laughs> that is truly powerful. And just think about that. If we can bring that kind of agape, God kind of love in our marriages, mm-hmm. how much stronger will we be as people? Right. How much stronger will our children be? Our homes, our churches, our, our communities, communities, our jobs, our our country, our society. If we can just believe the best in other people. If we cannot want things our own way right. and be fretful and do things that are unbecoming. When I think of unbecoming, I think about, you know, you just going off, mm-hmm. you know. Shaking yeah. that head. Right. Unbecoming. You, you, you just because you want it, you take it. You right. don't want exactly. You don't want to. Uh, pay for it or you don't want to sacrifice to get right. it. I'm just going to take it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, that's the kind of love that God is looking for. So that is our purpose. That's what binds us together. It's God and his love and the things that he has for us. So I mean, if you think about it, you know, if you really, really stop and think about it, it's simple. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear people say, Oh, marriage is so hard. No, getting the right information and putting that information to the right use is hard. But once you get the right information, marriage is not hard. It's not hard. It's probably really one of the the easiest and most peaceful relationships and things that you can do. If you want that. If you want that. Yeah. Yeah. Understand? Yep. Yeah. All right. I learned a lot today. Again, today was one of those days I used my ears instead of my mouth. <laughs> I'm learning things. I knew about the four types of love, mm-hmm. but I never heard it, never heard it broken down like this. Never heard it broken down. So now I'm going to go home, pull out my Bible and my notes and stuff and get the reading and stuff like, okay, let me figure this out again. Read this. You know, I do that. That's how I study. I pull yeah. things out a hundred times, scratch that's through stuff. Study. Yeah, that's, that's how, how I study. study yeah. yeah. So... Thanks for listening to another podcast. This is Christopher Jones and my wife, Marie Jones. 
And we'll be back next week on another podcast of The Grace Place. I am Andrew. We'll see you when we see you.